Hello, and welcome back to the Coger Center Arts Roundup podcast. This week, we have a special project in partnership with Full Circle Productions, the 1593 Sonnet Series. As theaters, concert halls, and performance venues have shuttered their doors in the wake of the coronavirus crisis, and life throughout all reaches of society has ground to a screeching halt, the absence of art and culture as a shelter for solace is a harrowing reality affecting all corners of the globe. As a moment in history with a future full of uncertainty and disquiet, the past can be a powerful reminder that in the bleakest of times, art will be born with the capacity to reassure, comfort, and carry us into a hopeful future. In the year 1593, William Shakespeare faced the closure of theater houses with outbreaks of the bubonic plague, a disease which claimed nearly a third of the city's population. As acting companies fell on hard times, Shakespeare took the forced closures as a time to create, and in the year 1593 began to compose the first of what would amount to 154 sonnets. Richard III, Titus Andronicus, and Taming of the Shrew were also thought to have been written during this dark time for the theater. And in 1606, when the plague returned to once again ravage the city and force closures, Shakespeare persevered with the creation of many of his greatest plays of all time, including Antony and Cleopatra, King Lear, and Macbeth. Following this precedent set by the great author and playwright William Shakespeare, the Coger Center for the Arts is collaborating with Full Circle Productions on the 1593 Sonnet Series, a series where local artists read one of Shakespeare's sonnets as a reminder that the hard time we face can bring great art, hope, and meaningful connections when humanity needs it most. While we remain in isolation, let us find inspiration for the future and lessons from the past as artists persist and create in anticipation of the curtain rising once again. I'm Nate Terratio, and this is Shakespeare's Sonnet 27. Weary with toil, I haste me to my bed, the dear repose for limbs with travel tired, but then begins a journey in my head to work my mind when body's works expired. For then my thoughts from far where I abide intend a zealous pilgrimage to thee and keep my drooping eyelids open wide. Looking on darkness which the blind do see save that my soul's imaginary sight presents thy shadow to my sightless view, which like a jewel hung in ghastly night makes black night beauteous and her old face new. Lo, thus, by day my limbs, by night my mind, for thee and for myself no quiet find. Hello, I'm Philip Mullen, an artist and the father of two beautiful children. I'm going to read Shakespeare's sonnet number two in the modern version. When 40 years have gone by and carved deep wrinkles in your forehead, your youthful beauty, which everyone likes to look at now, 
will be worth little. Then when someone asks you where all your beauty is, all the treasure of your virile youth, if you were to say that it's all there in your withered face and sunken eyes, that would be an all-consuming shame and nothing to be proud of. You'd have a much better excuse if decades from now, you could say you spent your beauty and youth raising a child. If someone were to ask you why you look so old, you could say, the effort I spent raising this beautiful child explains the sorry old state I'm in. And meanwhile, your child's beauty would be a new incarnation of your own. Having a beautiful child would be like being born again, again in old age, with the blood that runs coldly in your old veins becoming warm again in his. I'm Lindsay Ray Taylor, and this is Sonnet 57. Being your slave, what should I do but tend upon the hours and times of your desire? I have no precious time at all to spend, nor services to do, till you require. Nor dare I chide the world without end hour, whilst I, my sovereign, watch the clock for you, nor think the bitterness of absence sour when you have bid your servant once adieu. Nor dare I question with my jealous thought where you may be or your affairs suppose, but like a sad slave stay and think of naught, save where you are, how happy you make those. So true a fool is love that in your will, though you do anything, he thinks no ill. I'm Andrew Schwartz, and this is Sonnet 29. When in disgrace, with fortune and men's eyes, I all alone beweep my outcast state, and trouble deaf heaven with my bootless cries, and look upon myself, and curse my fate, wishing me like to one more rich in hope, featured like him, like him with friends possessed, Desiring this man's art and that man's scope with what I most enjoy, contented least. Yet, in these thoughts, myself almost despising, happily I think on thee, and then my state, like to the lark at break of day arising, from sullen earth sings hymns at heaven's gate. For thy sweet love remembered such wealth brings, that then I scorn to change my state with kings. My name is Lauren Smith, and this is Sonnet 39. Oh, how thy worth with manners may I sing, when thou art all the better part of me, what can mine own praise to my own self bring? And what isn't but mine own when I praise thee? Even for this, let us divided live, and our dear love lose name of single one, that by this separation I may give that due to thee which thou deservest alone. O oh, absence! What a torment wouldst thou prove, were it not thy sour leisure gave sweet leave, to entertain the time with thoughts of love. 
which time and thought so sweetly doth deceive, and that thou teachest how to make one twain by praising him here, who doth hence remain. Hi, this is Jack McGrady, and this is Shakespeare's Sonnet 106. When in the chronicle of wasted time, I see descriptions of the fairest rites, and beauty making beautiful old rhyme in praise of ladies dead and lovely knights. Then in the blazon of sweet beauty's best, of hand, of foot, of lip, of eye, of brow, I see their antique pen would have expressed even such a beauty as you master now. So all their praises are but prophecies of this our time, all you prefiguring. And for they look but with divining eyes, they had not skill enough your worth to sing. For we, which now behold these present days, have eyes to wonder, but lack tongues to praise. I'm Robert Richmond, and this is Shakespeare's Sonnet 138. When my love swears that she is made of truth, I do believe her, though I know she lies, that she might think me some untutored youth, unlearned in the world's false subtleties. Thus, vainly thinking that she thinks me young, although she knows my days are past the best, simply I credit her false speaking tongue. On both sides, thus, is simple truth suppressed. But wherefore says she not she is unjust? And wherefore say not I that I am old? Oh, love's best habit is in seeming trust. And age in love loves not to have years told. Therefore I lie with her and she with me and in our faults by lies we flattered be thank you for your continuing support of the Coger center for the arts and other community arts organizations in your area during this trying time the 1593 sonnet series will continue with the next episode of the Coger center arts roundup and we hope you will find solace in the words of William Shakespeare. We will continue to persist and create an anticipation of the curtain rising once again soon. The Coker Center Arts Roundup is produced in part by Garnet Media Group, the student media partnership at the University of South Carolina. Information about tickets and upcoming events can be found at CogerCenterForTheArts.com, the official website for Coger Center tickets. For more information about Garnet Media Group, visit garnetmedia.org.